0: Hi, everybody. Good morning. I'm Eric. I'm usually back here behind a guitar or some instrument. Um, I'm next-gen pastor here. Uh, Happy Mother's Day to all of your moms and grandmoms. And uh, I want to thank Ty, Ty Rose, for leading us in worship this morning, right? Let's give her a hand. It was awesome to have us. Um, and also, on the drums with a friend of mine keith Wallace he he 's um, from Hope Community Church in Andover, and when I used to lead worship down there, he was my utility guy that I would call on Saturday night when nobody could show up keith, i don 't have a drummer, so I called him last night and okay i 'll be there so it 's good to have Keith joining us and um, Just so you guys also are aware, Hope Community Church, uh, through Keith donated to us all of the Ethernet and HDMI connectors that enables us to do overflow video feed for the whole church. Uh, a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff. And they were changing out their stuff and they gave it to us. So thank you for that. So it's awesome. Um, so here's the deal. I am going to take a little bit of left-hand turn this morning as I prepare to share um, as I was driving up this morning, I just was feeling something, and so I asked Amber and John, and they were like, uh, okay. So um, we're going to do something a little bit different. Now, I know for those of you who know me, I never change plans, and I never do anything outside the box. So just bear with me, right? We're going to try something new. But here's the deal. Um, as I'm going to talk today about intentionally loving those in our lives through relationships and what it means to be a family, what it means to love others, right? Um, And how to, and we're in the series of It's a Phase, how to love the students and the children and the college students and in my ministry area, the middle school and high school students, how to do that. Before we dive into the how-to of parenting and of loving those, um, I wanted to just address first the emotions of trying to love Younger people, right? So when I was thinking about Mother's Day, and if I were to ask you mothers and fathers, or teachers, educators, or grandparents, aunts or uncles, what are the number, top five emotions that you feel during your years of parenting? Let's call them out. What would you say? Frustration. Thank you, Brady Sharp. Okay. What? Challenging. Challenging, okay. Doubt. Doubt. Okay, failure, worry, worry. Love. okay, love, okay, positive, good, pride, okay, good. annoying, good, <laughs> you must have a middle school boy, kidding, kidding, Abram, kidding, it's a joke, oh, he's over there, um, okay, so, what was that, gratitude, scared, yeah, okay, amen to that, so here's the deal. This week, I'm going to be raw with you guys for a minute. As I was preparing to preach, I had a really bad week. I was feeling more self-doubt and more defeated emotions than I felt in a long time. And I was like, I don't know how to lead. We had over almost 60 kids here on Wednesday night. And I was like, I want you guys to know, I left going, I do not know what I'm doing. I don't know how to lead this many kids and then my son, I got home on Wednesday night after youth group, and I have a 17-year-old, almost 17, and I here's what I get. <laughs> right? Get out of my room. Right? I know, Dad. Dad, you're so stupid. Right? I mean, and I am boiling, right? And um, just like, and I, I, I swore to myself, I would never say these words. You don't have to live here. But what did I do? I mean, no lie. I said it. You don't have to live here. You do not treat me this way. I raised you better than this, blah, 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 blah. So then he leaves, and I'm crying, and like, crap, I do not know how to be a dad, right? And so, like, conflict in, within sometimes relationships and in the church, and in my, I just had a crappy week, right? So I was driving up here this morning early, and, and I just was like, Lord, I don't even feel like sharing, man. I feel just like, okay, yes, came out of my mouth but then here's what I felt the Lord he said do you think you're the only one and I said nope what do you think about every single mother who's tried to be a mom how do you think they feel how many of our moms feel defeated worried overwhelmed disrespected forgotten overlooked stressed right guilty shame regret scared Right? I mean, anybody can anybody agree? Okay? And so before I go into the how, how do we parent? How do we love? Because what we want to do here at Hope Church, we want to empower our families to be the pastors in your home. We want you to be the pastors, mom and dad and grandparents in your home. We want you to be the pastors in your neighborhood. We want you to be the pastors in your churches. It will only work if we are a community of pastors that pastors are the people that God puts in our community, right? But before we can do the how-to, I just wanted to address the emotionally difficult challenges of what we feel when we're trying, okay? So here's what we're going to do. Amber and John, they agreed. I'm going to have them come up, and we're gonna, I'm going to sing with Cynthia. What I want to do is just sing the opening of an, an old, old hymn called Be Still My Soul. And I just wanted to address the elephant in the room that we all at some point feel really defeated, okay? And this might be more for me than anybody else. But when we feel defeated, we are bombarded with emotions and I believe lies because the enemy and the world around us wants to say, you're right, you can't do this. You don't know what you're doing. You're gonna mess them up. You might as well quit. You might as well give up. Send them away, do this, do that. But the Lord has truth for us when we come to him. So what I wanted to do as a church for our mothers and grandmothers and dads and hurting marriages. And uh, we just carry stuff, right? I wanted us to just take a pause, a timeout, and just sit in the emotions of sometimes trying to listen to a sermon when your baby's crying. Okay? Right? We've all been there. But um, so I'm going to get my guitar. And while they're coming up, they're going to read these scriptures. We're going to sing the first verse. And then I encourage you, just sit. And if you're feeling, then just sit with that, right? Lean into Jesus. And then listen for the truth. What is the truth that God has offered for us? Right? So let me grab my guitar. fully unscripted. But let's pray. Jesus, we know that you are truth. Jesus, we know that we need you, and we cannot do this without you. This thing called church, this thing called marriage, this thing called parenting, this thing called work, life. And so, Jesus, we just admit our emotions and know that you are the unchanging, constant love. And so now, Jesus, as of family of believers would you just speak your truth as we open our hearts to hear from you would you pour out your truth upon us would you bring what we need to hear as your children because we want to honor and love you and share your truth but it is hard so Jesus speak to us now amen so we're going to sing this you can sing if you want or just listen but we're going to take an emotional pause so sing with me be still my soul be still, my soul, the Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief for pain. Trust in your God, your Savior and your God through all changes faithful will remain be still my soul your best your heavenly friend through thorny ways leads to a peaceful end
1: the Lord will fight for you The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters.
2: You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world.
1: Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible.
2: Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved.
1: Mm. For I am about to do something new see i have already begun do you not see it i will make a pathway through the wilderness i will create rivers in the dry wasteland
2: the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you do not be afraid do not be discouraged
1: but be still know that I am God
2: yes my soul find rest in God my hope comes from him
0: Lord Jesus we know that we need you I need you thank you for your truth and your word you continue to speak to us this morning about how to take the beauty of your promises and pastor then love the people that you put in our lives. For we know there are many, many who are not in this room right now that also desperately need your love. So lead us, teach us, and guide us this morning, Jesus, as a community. Thank you for your amazing promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I can preach. That's good, right? If you need, if you want that list of Bible verses, just email me or, no, don't email me. I'm bad at email. It'll sit there for months. Text me, and I'll send you that list. But uh, when I am hurting, man, those scriptures help. So, um, awesome. Uh, So, I get to preach-ish. This morning, I'm really excited to share some of these things, and, uh, we're talking about this series of phase, and last week, Stuart, where's he at? Oh, he's with the kids, that dude, he's a stud, Stuart is a freaking stud. That guy, I swear, man, he works with the kids, he works with the, the high school and middle school, he preaches, he saves lives with EMS, right? You see Stuart today, you give him a hug and say, man, you're one of my heroes, right? He is, but he did a great job this week sharing with us about, remember the prophet he talked about? Anybody? Oh, you're on the spot. Nobody remembers? Rebuilding the wall. Nehemiah, Nehemiah, there you go. All right. So, real quick uh, review. We are stronger what? Together, that's right. Okay, so, Stuart talked about there's three things that are important for the next generation that they need over time. They need, anybody remember? Time, right? Time spent with them. They need Love, It's good, I got one person that listened. Anybody else? Brady? <clears throat> you, well, yeah, I wasn't listening, okay. That's right. We need, he said, we need time, love, and words, okay? Spoken words of truth over time. And how many of us need words over time? Again and again, the word of truth, okay? So um, I want to broaden this morning what it looks like for us to be pastors in our homes? What do our students and our kids, and I want to say our community, what do they need? So as I talk this morning, I want to challenge you to broaden this, this view of what we're sharing. It's not just about kids, but it's about life. How do we intentionally love the people in our lives? And I'm going to talk about three main ways, um, but since we're in this phase group, we have so many young people here At our church that we want to deal with how do we be families and how do you as moms and dads and grandparents as aunts and uncles how do you love kids and how do we do that as a church Um, so I want to share some ideas and some tools um, and knowing that our number one it's the why why are we doing this because we have so many families that need and we want to be empowered to love their kids because if we can impact the family structure and the family unit then we become a stronger church right Okay, and the second thing is, our number one vision is to be known, be long, and to be loved, right? And so, today we're going to talk about that idea of belong, right? That to be long means that we are inviting our kids and our neighbors to this relationship with Jesus and what that looks like to make disciples, okay? So, we got a few things we're going to do this morning. Um, if... Uh, If first, though, we're going to, Amber's going to do a demonstration, right? This is going to talk about a, uh, kind of the amount of time that we have from birth to 18 with the students or the kids in our lives. And um, she's going to share a little bit, but it's a great visual for you to think about. So, do the, are the ushers, Scott's got these baskets. What we're going to do is we're going to pass out um, the, they're like long rulers. And we waited until the kids are gone because we didn't want them to become swords, So everybody except for Brady gets one. And um, we're going to just make sure that you pass those out. And then Amber's going to talk about it. So take it away, Pastor. Oh, also you need, there's a little sticky note in there. Grab a sticky note and a paper sword. I mean ruler.
1: And a sword. Yeah, so they are long. Every adult in the room. So it's going to take like a speedy. um, We might need more hands on this because we've passed out four. There's a hundred in here. So yeah, I'm going to take a, we'll take a minute till everyone gets one.
0: So this morning as we talk about um, ministry to middle school and high school students, I forgot to mention this, but you're going to, you might feel a little bit like a middle school and high school student this morning, right? A <laughs> little bit chaotic, stuff in your hands to play with, right, Reagan? Yeah, we can.
1: Um, last week, if you remember, uh, Stacy was up here. Stacy's one of our leaders in Hope Kids. And she did the, uh, the jelly bean display. And the idea is that when a child is born, you have 936 uh, weeks with that child. And so the far left jar represents the number of weeks you have with a child in your home. And the far right one is what you have when they're, when they're 18 years old. And so we looked at over time and, and the span of a lifetime. What we're going to look at today is time measured in one year. Okay? So this ruler right here represents a year. And before I get into that, what I would like you to think about, and you're going to look at this ruler, and I want you to picture a young person in your life. So I want you to think of a name, just one person. And it could be a son or a daughter, a grandchild. It could be a niece or a nephew. It could be a student in your class. It could be a, a student you lead at Aftershock or in our Hope Kids ministry. It could be a neighbor that you don't even know their name, but you can see their face. It could be someone in this room. Um, but someone who is 18 and younger, I want you to think of their name and their face, and you're going to think about how old they are. So for... Um, for me, if I was to think about Aiden, he's um, 14. I Almost forgot. Um, I know, I'm like over the hill. So, I'd like, yeah. okay. So, um, think of this person's name in in uh, their name and their age. Okay. So, on this ruler, represents uh, there are um, 8,760 hours in a year. And on this ruler, one inch represents 100 hours, all right? And so this right here is basically 80 inches in a year, okay? So this, is, this represents a year, all right? You got me? Each inch represents 100 hours, okay? So we, what we're going to do is at the end of it, we're going to figure out how many hours we have left to lead and influence with our kids in our homes, so we're going to start with sleep because everyone needs to sleep. Uh, new newborn uh, parents of newborns know this. Um, okay, so if you you're so we're going to put up this slide for sleeping. So if you have a baby whose name is in your head, they spend four thousand two hundred forty hours sleeping, which is forty two inches. So you're going to count forty two inches off of here, and you're going to rip it off. Okay. So go ahead. So if you have a preschooler, you're gonna. Uh, if this kid's name you're thinking of is in preschool, you're gonna take off 27 inches because they sleep for a 2,780 hours. Elementary, middle school, you can high sc- read that. If you have a high schooler, they sleep like hardly at all. 1,320 hours, so you'll take 13 inches off. So for Aiden, 14, 16 inches. And I'm going to rip it off, and you're just going to put it down. So okay. So here's what you have left the rest of your time, right? Okay, non-negotiable sleeping. Other non-negotiable school. So if you have a preschooler, um, a full day of preschool, 2,920 hours, which is 30 inches. So you'll count 30. So you can read up there. So think of your student. And so for Aiden, it's the 13 inches that he'll be in school. So go ahead and rip off those hours we're thinking All right, ready? Extracurricular hours, uh, extracurricular activities and homework. So preschoolers, 95 hours, you're going to take an inch. Elementary, high school, middle school. Middle school, Aiden, we're going to do 10 inches. One, two, three. Friends, friends are important. Important influ- All of these are important influences in their lives. These are unavoidable influences, so their friends have uh, in preschool, 250 hours. But in high school, they got 950 hours of time of influence with their with their friends. So that's 10 inches. So go ahead and great. Summer. What happens in the summer? Full time daycare, uh, 480 hours. Summer camp, um, or Starbucks job. If they have a job, summer job, you'll want to take that off. All right. Okay, you got it? This represents the hours, all right? Um, Now, this is interesting. We've said that um, church, the influence that church has in the life of your student is um, 40 hours a year. So it would be like half an inch. (sighs) Right? Right? So this is how much time we have with your kids in your home. It matters what you do, and what we want you to recognize is this represents your student in your life that you're thinking of, and that our job as a church is to walk alongside and to help equip you and love you and lead you in this way. So I just you hold on to this today as we think more.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Amber. Mm Cool. Just like youth group, we have a mess to clean up when we're done. Right, Maddie? All right. so um, as we think about the relationships in our lives, how much time we have, I just have three things I want to share with you this morning. And the idea is that we focus on our vision of making disciples and showing love. But in order to do that, um, our challenge... To love others to make disciples is that we need in order for this to happen we have to be intentional right we need to be intentional because if you don't do things intentionally it's not just going to magically happen so I want to challenge you with some ideas and thoughts today um, about what it means to be intentional as a community as parents as friends as neighbors so remember uh, Jesus floaties my 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 recurring theme. If you haven't heard my analogy of Jesus floaties, I didn't wear them today, but you know floaties you wear when you swim if you don't know how to swim, and the idea is that you pump up the floaties before you throw the little baby in the pool because it'll keep them a uh, float, right? Um, not that you would not throw the, anyway. So if you wait until you're in the water to try to blow up your floaties, if you can't swim, what will happen? You drown, right. So, in our faith, it's important that when we're not in crisis, that we pump up our floaties, our Jesus floaties, with truth and remembrance and things, community, so that when hard times happen, we, can, we won't sink and float. And it's the same way, not only in our faith and our relationship with Jesus, but in relationships. Okay, so these are tips of how to build relationships To pump up your relationship Jesus floaties With your kids With your neighbors With those in your life right Especially these younger people To make sure we don't waste the time that we have Okay Um, So there's three main things that we want to talk about One is stories How to intentionally share and communicate stories Second is belonging to a tribe Which is cool because even this morning Roger was talking about They took the whole back row And he said we need to call it the Briggs tribe So Listen up, Rogers, is for you. Um, so, stories, tribe, and fun. Okay, in order to build healthy relationships, we need to have fun, which is why I get to preach this today. Um, so, the first p- point is stories. And we need to be intentional about stories. And the first one is biblical stories. And my encouragement to you is that you learn and tell the biblical stories as parents, even in your workplace and we have what's starting soon is a bible class in order to tell the stories of the bible you got to know the stories of the bible right and so when i say learn the stories and tell them learn them and tell them that means if you can as you have time to think intentionally about the time with your kids or those in your life so next slide is a little devotional book that i have this is something i did with my boys when they were growing up every morning um, I got this book, it's Devotion for Boys, and it's one every, every day of the year. And so every morning while they were eating, I would open it up and read, and they would roll their eyes, and I'd be like, too bad, That's what we're doing. And, uh, and then I learned that if I read it in a funny voice, then they would get more engaged in what was happening. So I'd read it in a horrible British accent or whatever. But um, we would read, I tried to do it every day, to read this devotional that talked about stories of the Bible, um, so that they hear that. And um, the challenge is that the church cannot be the only place that kids hear about Jesus. If it is, then that amount of time was only a little half inch off of their entire life of a year. And so I encourage you to be relating life to the stories in the scripture. I'm going to tell a story in a minute about my son, um, about how I incorporate his story. And I'm, you heard me, I'm not a perfect dad, but I'm giving you tips of what I did that I hope someday will bear fruit, right? Um, so the other thing then about telling Bible stories um, is to do that regularly. And so as parents, as aunts, uncles, as grandparents, when you have time with your kids, it is totally legal for you to say, hey, while we're driving, I'm going to put in this story about Jonah, right? Or, hey, while we're having dinner, I want to tell you the story of Moses. Oh, we know that story. It's okay to think intentionally How can I use the time I have to tell stories of the Bible, right? It's a great opportunity to be intentional, okay? Um, Devotions help, and uh, we, well, I'm going to go on. So that's one idea. The other is um, to know Bible verses, right? So in your homes, parents, grandparents, you can give your grandkids or you can give your neighbor kids if they come over for popsicles, if you have neighbor kids that come like our neighborhood, I have, we have a trampoline, and I have random kids. Two days ago, I came home, and there was two girls jumping on my trampoline. I was like, uh, hey, guys, <laughs> you need to ask first. But they just come and jump. So when they do, they know that I have popsicles, so they always come to the door. Hey, we have a popsicle? And then, then I give them a popsicle, and they jump, right? And then um, every once in a while when I see them, I'll ask them, hey, what's a Bible story that you've learned this week? And they're like, oh, uh, 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 I don't know. I said, we have heard about Moses. Oh, yeah, we know that one. So I try to intentionally bring a Bible story into my relationships with these neighborhood kids because they come for free popsicles. They don't care what we talk about, you know? And it feels awkward, but throw in intentionally the Bible stories in your mealtime as a family, right? Um, The other thing is scripture memory. This is a little card. Um, It's hard to read. It says Halk memory verses. But what I did is I started every morning, I would have a Bible verse, and they were simple, Luke 1.37 was the first one, and the boys would learn it, and they'd recite it, and after every one they memorized, and I would give them a quarter, but it was, nothing is impossible with God, you know, so then when Leo, that was their verse, all right, Luke 1.37, nothing is impossible with God, and so then what we started doing is, as we drove to school, I would, I'd say, all right, verse of the day, Luke 1.37, what is it, <sighs> right, nothing's impossible with God, so um, in our home, I started doing these intentional verses, Um, to review it, and now what I do is when I drive my younger son, he's in middle school, um, he opens up my Bible app and reads the the verse of the day, Um, sometimes, when I can get him to, right, because as they get older, it's hard to navigate emotions sometimes, but um, I try to be intentional with my son, right, hey, what's the verse of the day, and I have him read it, or um, I read it when I'm at the stoplight and dropping him off or whatever, so, Just be intentional about bringing the word of God into your homes and into your relationships, okay? Um, That works for both grandparents and parents, aunts and uncles. Next picture is of a river, okay? This is a group of people floating down a river. Our life is a river. We do not stagnate. If we're not moving, we will be carried. And if we don't do anything, our kids the next generation will be swept away by the tide of our society and by the sweeping waterfall of social media and by the enemy who wants to speak lies. You're no good. Nobody likes you. You're ugly. You're stupid. Our kids will get swept away if we don't stop and row against the stream. So my challenge to you as members of this community, row against the stream. Idle, Parenting, idle neighboring, idle at your workplace. If if you're not intentionally trying to talk or love people in the name of Jesus, they will float the opposite way. It's they, there's no uh, it doesn't go. It, you don't flow upstream automatically, right? So don't think that you don't have a role. Each and every one of us has a responsibility given by God, our Father, when His last command of His disciples: go and make disciples so yes it's uncomfortable yes it's weird but it is absolutely life-saving we started a bible study at the high school which is super awesome we have high school kids that meet every Friday morning and just this past Friday uh, I went into the high school at 7 15 and I had donuts and uh, some of the kids are helping me do that Um, some of them were sleeping Kelsey but um, the ones that showed up were there and as I walked in, uh, there was a young man sitting at a table all by himself, and he had long hair and uh, looked really introverted, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this, right? I feel that, that angst of, oh, this is going to be weird, okay? But I was like, no, I've got to swim upstream for these kids. I've got to go to the place that's uncomfortable for the sake of these kids, so I woke up to this kid, I had seen him at lunch a couple of times when I was there, when Kelsey was awake, eating chicken patties, and, but I'd never talked to him. I'm just messing with you, Kelsey. Um, and so I went up to him and said, hey man, uh, I'm Eric, I got donuts. You wanna come join us? What are you doing? It's a Bible study. Uh, and he goes, okay. So he shut his laptop, took his earphones, and went to Bible study. And uh, he joined us cool kid, and we sit down, we start our Bible study, and the first thing he says, I haven't really been to church in a while, because they like, they think I'm weird, and I'm quiet, and I'm kind of, like, they kind of judge me or whatever, so I don't really, I haven't been in church, you know, and I was like, dude, you're in the right place, man, it takes guts to show up, and uh, you're welcome to come anytime, right, we have a high school group and stuff, so who knows, he might show up, I don't know, but, but the point was that I had to swim upstream to go to an uncomfortable place. So who in your life is a neighbor or a kid or a friend that you have to follow that uncomfortable oh no and just go, hi, uh, I live down the street. Wanted to know if you needed anything, right? Just, you know what I mean? But it's weird. It's weird to break that barrier of unknown. So be intentional. Swim upstream for the sake of the lives of those around us, okay? All right, moving on. Second thing about stories is stories of God's work in your life and in others. So as we live our life, we I encourage you to be intentional about the stories of God's work in your life. Okay, and be paying attention. I like to say that we need to be the antennas for the kids in our lives, your own kids or middle school, high school kids. What is God doing, and you can be the antenna to notice the stories that God is at work? So the next slide is my son, Kean. He was seven years old, and he loved Legos. So we went as a family on they had in Cincinnati when we lived, they had this spring cleanup day, and people would throw anything out, and so we would load up my big van, and we would drive around and pick up all this random crap that was awesome lamps and beds and dressers and lawnmowers. And so Before we left this year, I said, okay, guys, what do you want? And I said, you know, God knows what we need. And so we need a lawnmower. It's broken. We need, you know, this and that. And so my son goes, I want a motorcycle Lego. And I was like, okay, let's pray for that. (laughs) Right? So I'm like, oh, Lord, okay. So Kia, my little seven-year-old, Jesus, I play for a, he had a little list, right? I play for a motorcycle Lego. And I'm like, oh no, right? I'm setting him up for failure, right? What what God is gonna listen to my kid, right? And provide some motorcycle Lego. Okay, so no lie. We're driving around the neighborhood. We go a couple blocks and we're driving. We turn the corner, sitting outside of this house, unopened, brand new Harley Davidson Lego set, like huge. And we were like, oh look what Jesus did for you. Look at how much God loves you. And it was more for me going, thank you, God right but God answered my son's prayer and I was able to say in his story look at what God did in your story you can tell a kid all day long God answers prayer but when a kid prays for something and God miraculously answers it if we're paying attention and we have our antennas up to go look what God did look what he did he gave you a freaking brand new motorcycle lego and two weeks ago, my son, 17, the same one that was like, dad, get out of my room, blah, blah, blah. He wanted to clean his room. And we threw out a ton of stuff. And I was like, aren't you sad? Like, you're, you know, all this Cub Scout uniforms. No, get rid of it. Guess what are the only thing he kept? He's got that thing on his shelf. And I know it's because to him, that is a symbol of God's work in his life. A story of him answering prayer right and so as parents as neighbors be the antenna of listening to God's work how can we say to our kids and our friends man look what God did for you right and don't be afraid to ask what do you need what are you praying for because I did not think he was going to get a lego okay next slide real quick this is my younger son Caden this is when he was three this cat we got in Cincinnati his name's JJ I was like, we are not having pets. I'm not paying for them. No, never, okay? They were praying, my little guy. Jesus, I want a cat. I want a cat. So we were gone. We came home one day. This cat was on our doorstep, and he just walked right in, and like, it was like he just lived there, and I was like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? So anyway, long story short, he just became part of the family, but we named him JJ, and JJ stands for Jehovah Jireh. Anybody know what Jehovah Jireh means? What? The Lord who provides. So I'm not a perfect dad, but what we did is we taught my kids, you prayed for a cat. God provided a cat out of nowhere when your dad was not gonna spend money on him, okay? God provided a cat, so let's name him after God's provision. So they called him JJ. And I have videos of him saying, Jehovah Jireh, come here, Jehovah Jireh. So my, my kids know what Jehovah Jireh means, because in their story, we intentionally brought the Bible narrative into their journey. Does that make sense? So pay attention, intentionally bring the Jesus narrative, the Jesus story, into the normal life of your kids and your neighbors, okay? So be intentional. Stories of God at work. Um, June 9th, we will have somebody here named Corey Greaves. He is a Yakima Indian, and he is from the Northwest Territory, and I met Corey a few years ago. He will be telling his story. The other piece of being intentional is listening to the stories of those in your life. What I mean by that is, ask them what's going on in your life, and Corey will be here June 9th. He is an amazing leader. He's gonna share his story of what it means to be a Yakima Indian and living in our world today. Uh, So I really highly recommend that you come to be part of that service on the 9th. Um, But the important part about Corey is that when I met him, he talked to me about, um, and I had no idea, he talked to me about the Northwest Territory and how many of you guys have visited the St. Louis Arch? Okay. So it is the gateway to the what? The West. So growing up as a Western, middle-class white kid, the Arch was billed to me as one of our nation's monuments that represents courage, conquest, adventure, right? Well, to Corey, he said, man, the arch represents death. It represents destruction. It represents greed. It represents arrogance. It represents the destroying and degradation of my people. And I had no idea, right? So by knowing Corey, I know his story, it changes my perspective on what the world we live in. So you don't know what your neighbors are going through, but if we are intentional to, to ask, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you going through, right? Um, six months ago, I drove past a lady in our neighborhood, and uh, she was having a garage sale. And since I'm cheap, I always stop at garage sales. And I, I, I pulled up to her, and her name is Kathy, and I said, hey, Kathy, How's Larry? Her husband well she started to cry she said he died six months ago and I had no idea right I had no idea this old lady in our neighborhood and so when she said that in my head I thought I need to work I need to reach out I need to help her I need to offer to help well I ignored that I didn't I would drive by her every day every day and it was over six months and I every I, I would forget it so just two days ago I was driving by and she was outside and I went enough Right? I was having a crappy week that I told you about already. I said, I'm, I'm already late, and I'm going to just stop. So I asked her, and I said, hey, Kathy, can I talk to you? Yeah. I said, I have been meaning to come over for over six months. I, I just want you to know, how are you doing? Is there anything I can help you with? And no lie, she said, I really needed you about three months ago. And I, like, you know, I mean, I melted. I was like, I missed it. I missed the Holy Spirit was saying, reach out to her, reach out to her, reach out to her, reach out to her, and I missed it, and she said, I really, really needed you, my only surviving siblings live in St. Louis, and our house flooded, and the reason she was out the other day was because of this, again, the rain, so I said, and I kept apologizing, she's like, stop apologizing, it's okay, but um, then she, I gave her my number, and she called, and I helped her move some wood, but, um, and she told me she has no family here, she has kidney failure, Right? She unloaded all of this burden, and I had no idea, and I drove by her every day, and it would have taken me 30 seconds, and I didn't. I ignored it, right? I missed, I missed the opportunity. So um, my challenge to you, listen to the story of the people in your life and be intentional about asking and be intentional about inviting people, right? It's uncomfortable and weird, but it could save their lives, okay? Okay, cool. So be the antenna, be intentional. Um, I want to speed ahead because we're running out of time. Um, Be intentional about inviting people because we need a tribe. Okay, we're going to close with this. Um, Everybody has a sticky note, right? Okay, so here's what we're going to do just to close. Um, I know that each of us has at least one person in our life that needs Jesus or is hurting, or somebody that is estranged or broken. And so what I want you to do is take a second and write on that sticky note, first names only, the name of that person, right? It could be a couple people. Um, And specifically think if there are kids, right, from birth to 18 that you have in your life. Um, And just write on there, there should be um, pens in your chairs, but just write write on the um, paper the names of those persons, And then we're going to do a quick game. So I need all my my students that are going to help me to come over by the sign. Caden, Hannah, Gibby. So we're going to do a quick game. We're going to youth group real quick. So everybody write the names on, okay? You got 10 seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. All right, so now with those cards, here's what we're going to do. The winning row gets a prize, So on the rows, on the back, there's numbers. One is a front row, two is a second, three is a third. See the numbers on the back of your row? Four, five, six, seven, okay? What you're gonna do, we're gonna start on this side. When I say go, you're gonna take your card and give it to the person and then give it to the next person and you're gonna pass your cards as fast as you can over and we're gonna see which row wins. Now you have to stay in your row. So number three, you can't go to four. or that's cheating and you're disqualified, okay the back row the back three are all row eight so you guys have to somehow figure out how to get them all over and run to the door or run to the thing okay and give them to the students and the students are going to guess okay so everybody got your cards oh Brent starting ahead <laughs> all right okay on your mark get set go pass your cards pass your cards pass your cards quick who's gonna win who's gonna win who's gonna win who's gonna win Well, you got to get the whole row oh well, here they come And uh, Hope, if you want to come on up. We got some slow pokes in the back. That's okay. We love you no matter what. Sort of. Huh? You can if you want. Sure. We might just help. How You can come help Wednesday night with the youth group too. All right. So what I asked the students to do is to post those notes. We're going to leave those up all week. And this is Hope. Everybody say, hi, Hope. Hi, Hope. She is a mother in our community and um, is a blessing to us. She's going to uh, say a prayer. Do we have the microphone? Oh, here it is. Excuse me, Hope. Um, She's going to pray for these names on the wall um, and those in our lives that are hurting. And my challenge to us is to think about who in your life needs Jesus. What is your role? And be listening. Be the antennas of the story that God's working in their lives. And be praying about your ministry here. We are busting at the seams in our kids' room and in our youth ministry on Wednesday night. We had almost 60 on Wednesday. And I am desperate for leaders, adults who are willing to come and listen to the stories of our teenagers. I can't do it all. I can follow their stories on Instagram and on Snapchat, but we need numbers. So pray and ask the Lord, as we do all the time, Lord, if it is of you, would you be asking me to help with the youth ministry or the kids ministry? Because our next generation, if God is bringing them into our church, then we need to respond and be ready to minister to them. And uh, right now we're not. So putting out the desperate plea. Just be praying. You can be a grandparent, you can be a college student, you can be um, of all ages. We, We need you, okay? So, anyway, thank you for listening. Hope, would you pray for this? And then we'll close after that.
3: Um, please bow your heads with me. Jesus, we thank you for all the names on the wall. We know that you are the father of all of us and that you know each of these people by name and by face. You know their stories and their pain. You also know their future and the dream that you have for their lives. Hmm. Jesus, we would, we would you please work in a powerful and personal way in the hearts and lives of each person and family represented on this wall. Would you please open their eyes and hearts to your truth and love and light? Would you give us opportunities to reach out to them and show them your love, that it's unending and real? Would you protect them from the enemy and lift them up out of whatever they are struck in, stuck in so that they would know the true hope and new life of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Would you please touch them and bring them healing, hope, and forgiveness that they need to find a sense of belonging in your family, Jesus. Captivate their hearts with your presence and grace and work a miracle of life, hope, and salvation. You know what each of them needs, Jesus. So we ask that you work in them and bless them with what they need to know the greatness of your love. We lift them up to you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Hope. Awesome. So, friends, be intentional, and uh, we're going to call the ushers forward as we finish up to gather the offering, and uh, and then uh, we'll close with the worship song. So, after the baskets are passed, then we ask that you wait to stand up until the pass, because sometimes people miss it. So, if um, as the baskets pass, if there are the uh, little get to know you cards or whatever, what are they called? Connect cards. Thank you. Um, if you are going through something difficult, please let us know because we want to be intentional as a church to support one another in your needs. So fill those cards out, put them in the basket um, as, as they're passed. So um, the band, tie, come on up. They're gonna close us with a worship song um, as we go to the Lord. So I'll bless the offering. Jesus, thanks for the gifts. Use it for your kingdom. Provide what we need as Jehovah Jireh Thank you. Amen.